Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike and Micah back with you for another episode. Today we're breaking down the conference championships. We had two really, really good games. Two teams were very, very dominant. We're going to go in order like we usually do. The Chiefs beat the Titans 35-24 after again falling behind by double digits. This time not as bad as 24-0, but they were down 10-0 to the Titans. Mahomes and that team, that Chiefs offense woke up and exploded for 35 points, and the Titans could not keep up with it. Mike, I'll send it to you. What were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, early, if I believe it was first quarter, maybe going into the second quarter, <clears throat> but actually it was first quarter. The Titans were up 10 nothing, and it looked like a repeat of last week as far as really both sides. The Titans got out really early with uh, effective runs and play action. And the Chiefs kind of just started out the gates really slow. Um, and then the Chiefs went on to score. Tyreek Hill had a nice uh, reverse on a nice drive and everything. He got, his, he got his touchdown and everything like that. And then from there, it was all really just the Chiefs. It wasn't really much to talk about on the Titans side. Um, I will say this. Um, they didn't really run Eric Henry as much as I thought they would. And it might be because the Chiefs decided just to, hey, we're going to play cover zero and cover one and water. Go beyond stacking the box. We're going to put nine in the box, basically, and just have two guys covering your outside receivers. And, you know, we're going to make that work. And they paid for it on uh, really the first score. But holding holding Tennessee to uh, just a field goal at the end of that, um, really that second score and drive in the first quarter was really big. And then from there, the Chiefs defense played a pretty damn good game, man. Uh, once again, Tyron Matthew left his, his impact on the game without a doubt. He's been that sub linebacker, box safety, slot corner. He's working his way up to one of the most one of the best playoff performances that we've seen as far as his defensive player goes. But um, just to talk about that that Chiefs offense real quick. It's it's another example of how powerful they can really be. Patrick Mahomes, without a doubt, is the best QB in the game, and it's just another show of how powerful he can be when everything's clicking and everything's kind of just falling open and things like that. Um, the Chiefs had a lot of team yards, but that was mostly because Patrick Mahomes got out and scrambled because it was such a threat of the pass. Um, he made some things happen. That one 27-yard touchdown was big at the <clears throat> going to the end or close to the end of the second quarter, I believe. Um, you know, really just the Kansas City Chiefs came alive, bro. Um, they guys got open. They played a lot cleaner of a, uh, of a game than the Titans did. Titans had some bad penalties or some bad play calls, and they got away from what works, and that'll lose you a game. So I think the Chiefs were definitely the favorites to come out of this, and I wouldn't wasn't necessarily too uh, surprised at this. I just didn't – I just didn't really um, – I thought the Titans would keep it a little bit closer than they did. But it's the Chiefs, man. Now, I'm not really saying much about them. They definitely were the favorites and definitely earned that win to the Super Bowl. For me, this game comes down to, I mean, I said in the preview, I, I think I called this game exactly how it was going to go. The Titans have an ability to score, but they can't score at the pace of the Chiefs. The reason why the Titans were able to beat the Ravens and beat the Patriots was because they played a similar game where they're both time-of-possession teams, but the Titans are the best team in the NFL when it comes to time of possession. Mm-hmm. They had a drive in that second quarter that was eight minutes long, and you think, oh, okay, they scored that. If that was the Ravens or the Patriots on the other side, the, they're not scoring before halftime. It's just no, not no. happening. But because the Chiefs are so uh, explosive, I remember Tony Romo saying, only the Chiefs will get the 60 yards in three plays. And that's what we talked about in the preview. We said that, it can't, like, as long as the Chiefs, the Chiefs just need one minute. They don't need 10 minutes. You can have a 10-minute drive, but it doesn't matter if the Chiefs score in 30 seconds. And you could see that it just started to wear 
on the Titans where it's just like, okay, the Chiefs scored again. Are we gonna are we gonna really do another six minute drive? Okay, the Chiefs scored again. We're now down double digits. We have to get out of our game. Ryan Tannehill has to start throwing the ball. So you're now getting into situations where you're putting your team in uncomfortable spots where they're not able to produce at the level that they're supposed to. I mean, Derrick Henry only had 19 carries. Yeah. In the previous two games, he was getting 30 plus. So you know that seeing just that 19 carry mark shows you they went, they took the Chiefs took the Titans out of their game. Ryan Tannehill two for, threw for 31. Uh, through 31 t- times and 209 yards, more than his first two games uh, in the playoffs combined. So they were able to do a good job of getting them out of their game. I think people people tried to, I don't know, maybe bury the Chiefs again and thought, I mean, we, we all knew the Chiefs were coming back. It's just always the same thing every single time. They start off a little bit slow, but the minute they start clicking, it's it's almost unstoppable. And the thing that surprised me the most was, was Patrick Mahomes. Um not his passing ability, but his him being able to uh, escape in the pocket. We didn't know how exactly. Like he he did say that he was feeling like close to a hundred percent again, but he was working himself back throughout the whole season. He had a knee problem. He popped his kneecap. So for him to be able to elude defenders, score that touchdown, and run for a couple of first downs, eight carries for fifty three yards and a touchdown, he was the leading rusher. And I mean, going against we'll, we'll talk about it obviously sooner to the Super Bowl. But going against uh, teams like the 49ers who have great uh, D linemen that are going to force you out of the pocket, that's going to be something that's going to be essential for them if they want to be that Super Bowl, uh, that Super Bowl winning team. But moving on from the Titans and the Chiefs to a complete domination on the other side, we had the 49ers and the Packers in their rematch, a second time facing this season. And it was more of the same as the first time. The 49ers completely dominated. The Packers had a chance to make it interesting, but Aaron Rodgers fumbled the ball uh, in the red zone that could have potentially left a touchdown and made it uh, a two-score game, and the Packers were starting to roll. But they weren't able to get it done, and 37-20 is your final score. Micah, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers didn't have a decent fourth quarter output, and it was really just like – basically it was just garbage time at that point. We all knew the outcome of the game. Um, If he didn't have those stats, it would have been – not very looked. Uh, it wouldn't look really good. It would. It would look similar to, similar to yeah. uh, the last time that they played. Yeah, which is a, which is indicative of really what the 49ers have been doing. It works. Um, so I guess I'll just start with this. Uh, the Packers. The chance I gave them to win was I figured that if Aaron Rodgers has one of his type games and one of his dominant type games, if he was on his money, if he was on his game, I think they had a chance. But the problem is with the 49ers front seven and what they do, especially that pass rush. Oh, my God, that pass rush is one of the best I've ever seen is in action. Um, it's, it's impossible, man. You saw Aaron Rodgers with really jittery feet. He was afraid in the pocket. There was times where he wasn't even looking at his progressions, and that was in the first half. But by then, it was already 27 to nothing, you know? It, it wasn't really much that the Packers could do besides just kind of play this catch-up game, which they did fine in, to, in the second half. They ended up putting 20 points, but – at that point, man, the 49ers could cruise to a victory. Um, it does more things like this. So the Packers uh played terrible special teams. Um, if I believe it was maybe in the first half they had like a shake punt, a twenty seven yard punt. Yep. Um, they muffed a kick. Um, you know they recovered it of course, but it put them farther back. They would have got at like the fifteen instead of get it at the three yard line. Um, bad offense like we mentioned before, stupid penalties, really stupid penalties. There was a drive or two, but they kept getting the land downfield on like RPOs, and it's just like all right, bro. 
at this rate, you're you're a professional. You know that you're not supposed to cross that line of scrimmage or whatever it is. You know you're not supposed to. Do and the that. refs are even kind of nice with it. They usually give you like oh, a yeah. one to two yard buffer. Yeah, they it was yeah, they they were totally just messing up there. Um, like I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers was afraid, and and their defense kept letting the 49ers score. Like they, it wasn't really a pushback from them. Um, and I guess it's really just a team loss for the Packers. But I kind of want to talk about how the 49ers. Just uh, it was really a team win in my opinion. Uh, talk about capitalizing on every single mistake. They capitalized on every single mistake that they made. Um, and shoot, they look like the Titans of last week, man. Jimmy Garoppolo only passed eight times. Raheem Mostert, <laughs> bro, they had two hundred eighty-five team rushing yards, and two hundred twenty, of course, came from Raheem Mostert, who had a crazy game. Uh, twenty-nine carries, two hundred twenty yards, uh, four touchdowns. Man, um, but just not. It's, it's more than just the running attacking him, though, man. On the perimeter, the blocking by the receivers, it was perfect. Debo Samuel had a great block um, with Raheem Mostert going into the uh, end zone in, I think, the second quarter. Um, it was just – it was a sound effort to establish a run and be more physical than the Packers was. And they were really on both sides, too. The defense, I talked about it. They were lights out. I haven't seen a better defensive performance against a guy like Aaron Rodgers this season because they played him twice, really. And, and, wow, I think they finally found the formula to stop Aaron Rodgers. Um, and more so, man, the 49ers just earned it. They deserved it. I don't think there was – outside of really me projecting that Aaron Rodgers would be more comfortable and things like that, I don't think there was a chance the Packers had outside of him pulling off some magic. So the 49ers made him pay. And, uh, you know, that's what happens when teams get outclassed, man. They got outclassed twice this season. So I'm not really surprised by it now. I mean, this game is just a clear another example of domination. Like, yeah. they, they dominated them from the opening drive. You just knew that it wasn't – the Packers weren't going to be able to stop them. Coming into our last pod, I was actually – I was on the same wavelength as you. Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to pull something together. He's still still the GOAT. He's still one of the most talented passers out there. But I changed mid-podcast because I was trying to think. Their team is predicated now on running the ball to open the pass. When you have that D-line with DeForest Buckner – with Nick Bosa, with D Ford, with all those guys, it's going to be pretty hard to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And that means your team is going to have to become passers. And when you have Adams as your number one, who is a good, great number one, but your number two that's is like Jimmy, Jimmy yeah, Grant at tight end and then Alan Lazard. Lazard. So it's just like, I mean, you don't have the weapons able. The, the 49ers can key in on Graham and Adams, and then Rodgers is stuck. And you don't have enough time for him to scan the pocket and play backyard football. We saw it. He didn't have time in the pocket at all. So it's it's definitely going to be um, – it definitely was a tough matchup for for the Packers. And they were I, – I, I do believe they were uh, a top team in the – top team in uh, the NFC. It's just the 49ers were just too good. And they weren't frauds. They – from the beginning of the season, they started 8-0. And everybody was like, well, they had the easiest schedule at that moment. And they had a tougher schedule. And they were still able to only lose three games where they faced basically a playoff team every week for the past, what, six, seven weeks. So they were prepared for this moment and they dominated the Vikings last week. They made Aaron Rodgers look pedestrian this week. And that, that Super Bowl matchup are two heavyweights going at it. Um, on Jimmy G, he, he, like you said, he did the Ryan Tannehill. He didn't have to do much, hand off the ball and you'll be good. And that's all they needed. That's that's all they need to do. Seven for eight. That's super efficient. And Kyle Shanahan, I I applaud somebody like that. In his post game press conference, they were talking about, oh, why did you run the ball so much? Because it worked. That's what he said. 
why would I go get, why would I go against something that's working? And you see it on the other side with the Chiefs. I, I love the dichotomy we get in the Chiefs 49ers game because it is two great teams that play the complete opposite way mm-hmm. on offense. You have the 49ers who are a run first team, will run, will take your will away, and you won't be able to stop us. And the Chiefs are a pass, and we're going to keep passing till you tire out, and we're going to keep on passing. Do you remember the third and 10 that yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes threw where usually almost any team is throwing a screen or a draw play just because you're trying to run the clock? They threw a bomb down the field, and you got a pass interference on third and 10, and that basically seals the game for you. Most quarterbacks aren't doing that. And that's the same thing with Kyle Shanahan. It's a third and 10. Hey, you run it. Um, the touchdown that Raheem Mostert, I think his, his second one, where it was a third and eight, it was, it's usually an obvious pass situation. They're running the ball, and that turned into a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's why those teams are in the Super Bowl. They go with what works, and it's, it's, what, it's what has gotten them there. And that's why we have such, a, this such amazing matchup. I want to see if – they always say defense wins championships. You have a great defense there with uh, the 49ers, and the Chiefs defense cannot be slept on. Honey Badger is – he's coming. He's, he's playing the way, that out, he's, the way that he's playing, he's insane right now. And then you have two different styles on offense where it's a passing versus a running game. I, I'm very, very excited. Uh, for this Super Bowl. I think it's going to be super, super fun. But usually, Micah, each week during the playoffs, we've come with our MVP of the week. So I'll send it off to you first. Who is your MVP? Um, I'm going to do an offense and defense just to make my mind happy. Um, so for <laughs> offense, without a doubt, it is Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's the best quarterback. It's, it's not a doubt in my mind. I, if there was a doubt in my mind earlier in the season, it's not there now. He made me a believer. Uh, he wants to talk about people down him and stuff like that. There it is. And then, man, for the defense, the entire 49ers <laughs> defense, the, the entire thing. You can't pick one. That's the thing. Because yeah. I, I can't I – can, it's easy to pick the pass rush and the D-line and the six-man rotation of basically all – either all pro or almost all pro talent, which which is ridiculous. Shout out to shout out to John Lynch for making that happen. But um, their D-backs were aggressive. They were swarming. Their linebackers were playing lights out. Their deep safeties weren't allowing anything to happen with Aaron Rodgers scrambling. They were on everything that broke down the side, like the things on the side when they were breaking down. They were right there making good uh, pass breakups and things like that. They were playing – they played one of the most lights-out games I've seen, really. So, shout-out to that whole defense. Yeah. For me, uh, starting off, we'll go with uh, – we'll go with offensively. You went with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes would be my MVP, but I always like to differ, so we'll go with Raheem. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean – over 200 yards, carried his team to the Super Bowl. I mean, his story's amazing. Cut seven times, uh, seven times in two years. Once by his own team. And, and he's the leading rusher now on a, uh, on a Super Bowl team. It's, it's amazing. Hopefully, I, it looks like Tevin Coleman is probably done for the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was having a pretty good season, too, just them being able to change a pace. Uh, it looked like he broke his wrist. But hopefully he's okay and he, he still gets to celebrate if they win. But that, that running back room is amazing. And then for defense, for me, I'm going with Honey Badger. I yeah. mean, he, he swarms. He swarms. He's all over the field. He's personally – he was my favorite college player of all time. Um, at LSU, he was insane. And just the fact that he's just doing it at the same level on um, – doing it at the same level at the NFL is amazing. I actually think he's so good that if the Texans still had Honey Badger, I think they may have won that game last week. That's how good – that's how much of a game changer – I think he is. If you if you give him a twenty four zero lead, I don't think Honey Badger is allowing that type of offense to just completely completely uh, dominate you. 
But Michael, before we go, um, I was having a conversation with my friends back uh, at school here, and I don't think it's hi- I don't think it's hyper hyperbolic what I'm about to say, but I think I'm already calling Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback of all time, talent wise. He doesn't mm. have the best resume or anything, but I believe that talent wise, I have never maybe before my time, but in my lifetime, it was Aaron Rodgers to me, but Patrick Mahomes in his two years has already passed Aaron Rodgers as the greatest quarterback of all time, talent-wise. What are your thoughts on that? Honestly, and you made a great comparison right there, bro. In my time, in my watching football and understanding, like, conceptualizing what the game means, before it was Aaron Rodgers, just talent-wise. Like, I never seen a guy like Aaron Rodgers do what he did. Literally in his first game, he he was scrambling out to his left, and he threw a thing across his body somehow. Yep. To, and, and it's still faded left against the Vikings to uh, – Touchdown in the back corner of the end zone. I saw that pass as a kid. I'm like, what is going on? Who is this? This is not Brett Favre. Brett Favre even <laughs> chuck it across the field. This is something different. And three years later, bro, they were they were in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions. And from there, I'm like, right, talent wise, without a doubt, he is the best. Pat Mahomes, he is Aaron Rodgers times a way bigger arm, times better athleticism, times that I feel like. Uh, Probably just a better quarterback play, even at Aaron Rodgers at his best. Yes, we talk about Aaron Rodgers as one of the best talent-wise ever, but I've seen Pat Mahomes do everything now in two years. Literally in two years. He's been in the yeah, same but- position twice, and he won one, and now he lost one. Or he uh, lost one, and then he won one. Now he's going to and the, Super Bowl. Reason he, the reason he lost the other one was because he didn't get an opportunity in overtime exactly. to touch the ball. Exactly. It's it's hard to to really – really argue with that anymore. I mean, shoot, we're, we're not in a, in a league where Breeze, Manning, and Brady are at their prime. Right now, the best quarterback in the league is Patrick Mahomes. And the best talent-wise that I've ever seen, it's him. It's really without a doubt. They got one of the steals, one of the greatest steals of all times, man. Like, all the doubt they carried, you know, Patrick Mahomes in college and through the draft process was all – People hated that uh, that pick with the Chiefs and everything like that, but hey, that's why that's why Andy Reid is that's why one Andy of the greatest. Reed is the guy, man. But yeah, talent wise, he he is him. It, it's him. It, I can't really say much about it. it's him. Yeah, um, I, I I mean, I was watching it yesterday, and I was just like, I've never seen a quarterback just be able to be this locked in and do the things that I've seen. And I was like, I, I know it's only his second year, but I haven't seen a quarterback like this. Like, you, you, there's just certain things you know, and. I hate to just bring it back up, but it just that's what baffles me about the Bears. Not passing on Patrick Mahomes, yeah. But you decided to pass on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and trade up. Like even if you stay if let's just say you stay in your position. They're both still there's a good chance there's a good chance you, you end up getting a Deshaun Watson or a Patrick Mahomes. But you trade it up to pick up Mitch Trubisky. And that's why that's why the Texans almost hosted a conference championship game and the uh, Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and the Chicago Bears are sitting at home. It's just being able to draft and have that ability. John Lynch, one of the best GMs in young, best young GMs in the NFL right now, and they're two, just two heavyweights uh, going at it. And then I have one more question before uh, we leave out of here, Micah. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G threw seven for eight yesterday, didn't do much. I don't want to give him a game manager tag at all, but do you believe that? I want to say an upper half, at least 15 to 18 quarterbacks could have gotten this team to the quarterback. Do you believe that he was more of a game manager this season versus like 
a transcendent quarterback. Oh, and I think I made the comparison like early on, maybe last week or so. He reminds me of like two thousand like three, two thousand two, two thousand like four Brady, in the sense that the team around him is so great. All you gotta do is steer the ship, which is not a bad yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith made a career out of steering the ship in San Francisco and in in other places. Like it's it's really not a bad thing to call a guy a game manager. I mean, you kind of want your quarterback to be perfect. Yes, he didn't have any touchdowns, but he didn't have any picks either. He only had two incompletions. And it was effective. He had 77 yards. He moved the ball when he needed to. But at the end of the day, it's not what they what's not, that's not what they needed to do to win. It's really, in my opinion, it's really Patriot way. And a guy like Bill Belichick with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster, you probably see the Patriots in a position to go to the Super Bowl again simply just because they, they can do that. The team around them with the, uh, a, comfortable, uh, a comparable quarterback like that, you know, that it's, it's football, man. It doesn't fail. So, yeah, he's a game manager, but, shoot, he's the best at it. Yeah, uh, that's that's where I was going. I know people, the game manager gets a negative connotation sometimes, but it doesn't need to. He's a game manager, and, and that's fine. He he managed the game for them. He, he's able to hand off the ball. We see that Aaron Rodgers fumbled. It's, it's, it's not super easy at getting the snap under center all the time. It's not the easiest thing in the world, even though people just see like, oh, yeah, quarterbacks gets it on their snap. There's a lot of things that go into it that if, if something is off, we saw it in the same game, that could be a big turnover that changes the whole game. So let's not let's not act like he didn't really do anything. I do believe Jimmy G has a lot of talent, and he's been a talented guy in mm-hmm. the league, and he has won them games. Look at the um, the Saints game. If they lose that Saints game, this whole playoff picture is completely different because now the Saints have a first-round bye, and they're hosting a second-round matchup against uh, maybe a Vikings. And if everything is coming through uh, New Orleans, it may be a totally different thing. So – Jimmy G, when it's needed to be done, does sling the ball. And I do believe he's going to need to in the Super Bowl. So I think we're in for a great matchup. It was a, a fun conference weekend. Not not the best just, like, play-wise. I still think Wild Card Weekend was the most fun. Uh, what about you, Michael? Yeah, I think Wild Card Weekend stands out as one of the most competitive football weekends, playoff-wise, I've ever seen. Uh, so because all those games were really down to the wire. But, you know, the product of a really competitive Wild Card Weekend is really the – teams that came out from that they were they were you know it was kind of handled a lot of teams kind of blew themselves out in that opinion the only one to make it out of that uh situation was the titans and even the titans run stop so hey the teams that were here in the first seeds they were there for a reason man it's you can't really knock or anything like that these are the teams that we all kind of thought besides really besides really the ravens possibly making it it was either going to be the chiefs or the ravens on the afc side and probably the 49ers coming out of the nfc side yeah, and I think because we had Wild Card Weekend and we had we some, some upsets, uh, yeah, some upsets, and then the Saints ended up losing. Uh, Saints end up losing. It's just like a lot of those teams would have gotten a lot more competitive matchups like throughout. But that's what happens in one game sample sizes. Anything can happen, and it should be a fun Super Bowl. But that's going to do it for this conference championship recap. For Mike and Michael, we'll be back on the next episode. Peace. Peace.